Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Readings and Ramblings. I am Janice Gentles-Jones. And I am Shanna Vera. Hi, Shanna. Hey, how are you? (laughs) I'm excited to talk with you today. (laughs) I am, too. I feel like there was a lot of things that, like, I wanted to text you during the week, and I was like, I gotta hold it in. I gotta hold it in. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I have something to tell you, too. Okay. I think... Because you can't tell me something and make it be a surprise. Because as much as I think I want things to be a surprise, I really secretly don't. So I think I know what book you're going to choose. But I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to put you in a position where you may want to feel like or you're I not have alive. to say yes or no. <laughs> right, yes. So, but I think, I think, and I found it by accident. I was like, oh, I think this is it. So You might be right. Um, <laughs> but you remember you said... Well, you gave two hints because you said it was a woman and it was um, in 1825. And you said that um, she had she wrote lots of books, but there were two of them that were really popular. You gave me too many mm-hmm. hints, Jenna. You got to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to just give me. Because I hint. wanted to say it and I you were like, you don't sh- say it. I so know. I was trying to be good. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You, I should have just said. So I said it. as much as I could oh. without saying it. And I ran with it. And I was like, I was accidentally, I was looking through, um, I have this great app, the Serial Reader, and it has like all the classics on it and it breaks up your reading into small chunks. And so I accidentally came across and I was like, I wonder if this is her. And she Mm -hmm. does have two books and you said you like them both, but the one that you're going to choose so I started to read one. Oh boy! <laughs> well, was it good? I don't know if it's the one that you would have chosen. I don't know. First of okay. all, if it's even the same person, I could be totally yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I picked one as if I don't have any other things to read because I have a lot of stuff to read. But I was curious, <laughs> and I but like you were it. Sleuthing. I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to patiently wait. Yeah, that's you patiently waiting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think we have our own definition. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to impatiently wait. I'm going to patiently, impatiently wait until you (laughs) announce it. But goodness, that can't come soon enough. (laughs) But I could. Well, be- we are speed reading oh, our way are. through Mansfield Park, so I have a feeling it's going to be sooner than later. Good, because I can't hold this any longer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but um, we were talking. I do have a confession that I did go three, three to four chapters beyond our reading. <laughs> I love it. Oh I love goodness. the fact that it's I you said- this time. I feel like it's always me, so it needs to not be me no, this time. And I said. <gasps> I did a Shanna. <laughs> it's now named after and me. <laughs> it, is, it is. And I was like, I the don't The act care. of reading ahead. <laughs> I said, I don't care. I'm glad I did it. 
I'm like, I wonder yeah. if that's how Shanna feels when she I does it. I was going to say, now you know what my problem is. Like, I have a confession, but I genuinely don't care. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I mean, where we ended was like, I needed to know. And yeah. it was only Sunday. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait till Wednesday. I can't make it. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. I so badly wanted to read ahead, but I was afraid I'd have no self-control. If I knew, you knew, and then we all knew, I just like, we're going to talk about it. And then we're going to, I mean, maybe that would have been fine. I guess we could have just gone to 35. I wasn't sure. I was like, so wait, so wait, so are we encouraging reading ahead or are we? (laughs) I mean, I can't say anything. (laughs) I, know, I can't like, discourage anyone. This is like my bad habit. So, so well, we'll we'll leave it at um we'll leave it at where we left off. But man, that was a a bad chapter to leave off at. I really it's like was. A cliffhanger. I know. So if if we had realized where thirty was going to leave us, yes. I think we would have been like at thirty two or thirty five. Yes, because there was that a way lot you kind there. of yeah but. have a conclusion. <laughs> All right. So how about we share? Yes, what is your quote? Um, my quote. This so this week. this week, the kids and I are, are still, um, we're back to judges. Uh, we had, so we did the story of, of Samson. So it was so interesting because I've read Samson so many times. But if you mm-hmm. remember in Samson, the angel, the angel of the Lord comes to um, Samson's mother. This is before Samson is born. Yeah. And I can't remember her name, but he came to her and told her that she was a... She I don't a, think she has a name. Okay. I think she's called Manoah's wife, I'm pretty sure. Is okay. that correct? I, I could, could be, be wrong. wrong. Don't quote. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> we'll okay. just say Samson's mother before Samson was born. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, he he, prophesied, he told her that she was going to have a, a child. And again, she's another barren woman. So she's like, oh, you know. Always. Sure? They're all barren women. They're always barren. And she yeah. goes and she tells her husband... And he was like, are you sure? And and so they prayed and asked mm-hmm. for the angel of the Lord to come back, I believe. And so he did come back and he told him, yes, that she would have a baby. And he said, um, Samson's father, before Samson was born, said, <laughs> what is your name, right? And in, and, then he, and then the verse says, and the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name? seeing it is wonderful and I love mm-hmm. that that was Judges 13 verse 18 I yeah. love that because it's like it's, it's it's wonderful like you don't need to you either either it meant that it's so wonderful you know His this name. that you yeah. know who it is you know my name yeah only yeah. I could actually do that you know yeah or you know so I, I just love that I was like yes it is like it it is wonderful. Who who can make a barren woman unbarren? And yep. it's funny because there's so many moments where I think, oh, well, when I get to heaven, I'll know. Yeah. But then I also have those moments of like, I feel like maybe once I'm there, I'm just not going to care anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I'm going to be so overwhelmed by everything else. I'm just going to be like, oh, none I of that even out. matters. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but. Anyway, that was my verse. I just thought, like, yeah, like, it was so wonderful. Of course it's God. Like, who else could it yeah. be? And yeah. the fact that he said that, he was just like, seeing it is wonderful. Like, you, why do you ask my name seeing it is wonderful? Like, who? it has to be from me. Like, who else would yep. it be from? So. Yeah. 
That was my. Um, oh, yours oh. is like a happy one. Mine's a sad one. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I really didn't want to pick it because I'm like, I don't want to bring down the mood. Oh, man. But... I should have let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, it was. I it was the only one that stood out to me this week. I wrote down nothing else. So I was like, I guess this I guess is it's it. The one. <laughs> All right. So I've been reading C.S. Lewis, The Problem of Pain. And this is where I get the quote from. Mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain, physical pain, but it is more common and also more hard to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal mental pain increases the burden. It's easier to say my tooth is aching than to say my heart is broken. Mm. Oh my goodness. You know, when you were when you were reading that, I was thinking that is so true. Like, you know, like yeah. um you think about, you know, people that you know that are in real mental pain and you if they heard that they would they would say yes. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Yeah, I mean, I feel like anytime we are struggling with like mental pain, you feel like you can't complain about it. And I think there's also that like reaction of like, well, it's all in your head. Like you kind of expect that to be the response. Well, it's all in your mind. Like it's not real. Yes. But it is real. Whether it is true or not, it's real to you. So it's like it doesn't make it valid and you know for other people but it does for you absolutely i don't know it's a hard thing to deal with i've gone through times of feeling like that and it's like you know it's easy to be like oh yeah my legs bothering me today or i have a headache or you know it's easy to complain about those simple things but it's like when things are heavy and hard and you can't even explain exactly where the pain is coming from yes it's like, how do you put it into words? How will people understand? And will they just look at you like you're crazy? <laughs> Not if they're honest. Not if they're honest. Yeah. That one was a good one. That was that it one is was good. A, uh, it was very deep. And yeah. I thought when I read it, I was like, wow. That's so so true. that is why I have it. But I was kind of like, it's not a really happy thought. Well, you're reading the book called The Problem of Pain. <laughs> I know. It's so. been a little sad. <laughs> it's been bringing me down a bit. You know, I, I actually got the audiobook because it was on sale um, recently, but I haven't listened to it yet. I think you've got to probably be in a frame of mind for it. Yeah. And so I'm going to let you finish it. <laughs> okay, thanks. I did I did see that the last chapter is about heaven. Yes. So I'm kind of hoping it's going to all end on a happy note and I'm going to walk away from being like, oh, that was enlightening. Yes. I'm really hoping I make it that far, though. <laughs> um, you will. You will. Maybe I'll join you after I finish um, reading my <laughs> 10,000 books. <laughs> Yeah, if it actually, if it hadn't been, like, suggested through the book reading group that I'm doing it with, I don't know that I would have chose it, but I don't know. I feel like maybe there's a reason I'm reading it now. Maybe there's a point and purpose of it, so I'm going to keep going. I'm going very slowly, not because I want to. I just actually can't move through it very quickly, but uh, there's been quite a few profound moments where I think, wow, and earlier I was telling you about one of them. It was... um, how um, without pain, we wouldn't have free will. Like if there was Mm. no pain or suffering, loss, all that, there wouldn't be free will because God is perfection. And if he was controlling everything we did, those things wouldn't coexist. But because we have free will, that's how we know it exists, 
is because we have pain. And it's sad because it really makes you realize that humanity, ourselves, um, is what brings sadness and pain into our lives. Yeah, it's like the so, things that the thing that we think we want the most, that control yeah. of our life, you know, the yeah. the freedom to make decisions is actually the thing that is brings also us brings us the most pain. Yeah. Yeah. But not everybody so would want to admit that. No, know? and it's a weird thought. And yeah. even when he said it, I was like, cuz who would want to uh. say, "Oh, I don't want my who who would say I don't want my freedom, right?" Yeah. I, I want to have uh, freedom to make my own choices how many times as a young adult do you you know remember yourself saying that oh yes <laughs> I think that's why the teen years are so hard because you're struggling to be to make decisions yeah so hard that yeah. it's often without thought or <laughs> processing or 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 it's a young mind thought you know like yeah. not that experience and you thought. just don't have enough yeah knowledge yeah. to base it off of you're yeah. making these decisions but you have nothing to base it off of so yeah <sighs> but you know what that's what i think that's what makes the hope and of, of Christ's salvation just so beautiful because in that we can in that we are truly free you know meaning like that's true freedom in Christ like even even with the the, the pain even with you know not knowing the uncertainty the, the uncertainties that we um, you know will experience in our life you know there's still that joy of knowing that it does this is not it like it doesn't end like this it it doesn't you know there is the story has already the ending of the story has already been written and we have that hope in christ so as much as our freedom is causing us pain right now it's just a blip compared to the eternity that we're promised in christ and i think that's hopeful I also feel like salvation is often like referred to as like being freed from bondage or chains, chains falling off. I think in hymns that we sing and just even um, like writers often refer to it as that. And reading this, it kind of you're like, okay, like you get the, I don't know, maybe I just get a better perspective on it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Because I think it is our free will is, I guess I never thought about it. So you just said that, but. Our free will is kind of that what's causing some of that bondage that's there. Yeah. Is that, but it makes me think of um, Psalms 51. I think it's 51 where David's like, um, just uh, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing Mm -hmm. spirit to sustain me. And it's Mm -hmm. like, if it's if it's it's like grant me that willing spirit because you know our our flesh is always trying to you know <laughs> go opposite the spirit strong but the flesh, flesh is weak yes <laughs> our flesh always has these um, yeah. other ways that it wants to go so it's like please create in me a willing spirit you know? yes create in me a pure yes. heart and renew a steadfast um, spirit within me but it's like that's my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite prayers to pray. One of my favorite psalms to pray. Yeah. So that's a good thing. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like. <laughs> well, I just, I just brought us into. I told you I was going to bring the mood down today. I'm very wow. sorry. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, 
know, that's fine. We ended on a happy note, I think. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're resting in we're resting in God's in Christ's salvation. So yes, that's a happy note. <laughs> so um, before we move on to um, to our Bible topic for today, have you picked up any new readings, or are you still reading everything you were still reading last week? I have not. I I feel a little disappointed in myself. I was doing really good. I felt like I had like certain books I was going through and making headway. And I don't know. I just I feel like I've slowed down a lot. But um, I don't think that's bad. That's not. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just like I don't. I'm. If you ask me what I've been doing, I can't even like give a good answer. I'm like, what what has been taking up all my time? But. but yeah, I've just been doing, um, I've been reading the C.S. Lewis book, which yep. is slow going. I think that's part of my problem. And uh, and then Our Mansfield Park. Yes. And of course, my Bible. Yes. So that's kind of been what's the top I've three. been reading. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Are you reading oh, anything new? What am I not reading? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I you put me to shame. <laughs> no, no, she doing this. I feel like I don't know why I'm hungry for reading. Like I don't always That's get good. those times in my life where I can do all the yeah. reading that I'm doing right now. So I think right now I'm just like hungry for it. So um, I have been reading Great Expectations, but okay. Do you like it? Um, I got to tell you, it's been a little bit harder to get into, and okay, I feel good. like. Because I, I I felt that way too. So oh, like, okay. I you, did tell you. Remember, I confessed oh, you. I was like, oh, it wasn't one of my favorite Dickens books. Oh, now I um, know why. But it's it's. Yeah. I'm trying to hold on because I'm like, okay. at, I think I'm at chapter um, eighteen or something like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to hold on. You know, it picked mm-hmm. up a little bit because I'm at the part where Pip is now in London and, um, you know, he thinks Miss Havistrom is his benefactor. And okay. so I'm like, well, maybe it'll pick up. But the, yeah. the thing is, Shanna, is that uh, it, I had picked this book for the girls to read. And I don't know if they're going to like it because I'm struggling with it, too. So, yeah, but I'm going to finish it. I am going to okay. read it. I am going to finish it. But yeah, I can maybe because we're reading the books that we have been reading has been different, you know. So maybe it's like yeah. you need to switch my brain a little bit. Um, but Anyway, I won't tell you the other book that I've picked. But up. I've read a lot of classics, and I've read Dickens, and I it wasn't one of my favorites. So. Oh, and you know, because I love Dickens. Um, yeah. What is not the you know the Christmas one, a Christmas Carol? Is that the yeah? yeah. That's yeah. like I love this. I want to like this because I love that story, and I like him because of that story. So I want to like this story, but yeah. Um, but you know what? I have the book. Uh, do you remember the Christian's Guide to the Classic? I think we had that one for Scarlet Letter, but I have the yeah. So there's one for um, there's one for the Great Expectation. So I've been reading that, and that's been kind of helping me too. So we'll see. Did you have you read David Copperfield? No, should I put that on my oh, list? Oh, are you kidding me? You were writing Great Expectations before? <gasps> David Copperfield, like my favorite book written by Dickens. Oh, oh I'm going to add that to my list. Oh, it's so good. Oh, oh maybe you should swap it out for the girls. They're going to love that book. <laughs> oh, you think so? They hate reading, so that I... <laughs> so maybe not. Nothing is impressive. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so let's talk about... What about, about Oliver Twist? Have you read Oliver Twist? 
I tried to read that last year with the girls, but I think I would have to read that by myself because it's better to hear it than to try to read it because some of the language is very, um, if you're reading it, you may not understand the language. You know what I'm okay. talking about? Like the, the, di the dialect that was used. Yeah. And okay. so that we didn't get far with that. Yeah. Um, and then, it, yeah, that mm, we didn't get far. I like Oliver Twist, but David Copperfield's even better. So. I'm doing David Copperfield next then. <laughs> After. Yeah. After you finish Good Expectations. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the other book that I'm reading because I think it's the one that you are going to pick. Yeah, and then if you say it, I'm probably just gonna say. I'm gonna. Yes I'll be able no. to see your face and know. I know. So don't. I'm not. Although my say face it. is glowing today oh, because of my camera light, you may not be able to read <laughs> no. my expression. No, I'll on be able to see it. On. I'll be able to see it. I can't. Don't do it. Don't. Thank do it. goodness we're I've just recording audio. <laughs> I've known you too long. I know that you will. I. I. I will. I don't. I'm not going to say it. Anyhow. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you lead us in our in our theme to this week for for Bible? Okay, so our goal lately has been to try and find a connection between our Bible reading and our fun literature reading. Yes, not the Bible reading is not fun. I didn't mean to put it that way, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but like just for fun, yes. I feel like our Bible reading is for edification, and our literature reading is for fun. Yes. Um. So the connection that I made, because this book is all about matches being made, um, was Marriages of Convenience. Ooh. Because in the last few chapters that we've been going over, there's been a lot of marriages or talk of marriages or talk of not getting married yes. because of status and money, yes. uh, position, all of those things. Yes. Okay, so good. some of the marriages of convenience that I thought of was what first came to my mind. And then talking to you, you were like, I was thinking Queen Esther. I'm like, oh, me yes. too. So I feel like she definitely made the list. She did make the list. But she's one of my favorites. But it could also be that, she, you know, she does have a book in the Bible. So, of course, yes. as a woman, yes. we, we, we kind of like her. Friend. Yeah, her and Ruth are kind of like, Ruth. oh, top ten. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> But um, she she definitely is um, a, a woman who married not out of love, right? Yeah. She actually married because uh, there was uh, actually that was a sad part. The beginning of the of Esther was yeah. when um, the, the I think the king was entertaining and his wife he he asked for his wife to come out dancing and she, mm -hmm. for his guest and she didn't want to so. He decides to drop her and make a call yeah. for a new queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, which it definitely showed the times. Yes. Of how women were just kind of objects. Yeah. Yeah. And even with Queen even Esther with the went title through, of queen, even with the title yeah. of queen, you know, it was um, it didn't really matter. Yeah. With that. And so Esther, so he had a call for, he had a call for you know beautiful women. You know, mm -hmm. to be his next queen. And um, we see Mordecai. Mordecai is Esther's uncle. He encourages her to, you know, to go and join um, that part of that search. Right. And so we learn that she does get picked. Right. And his whole thing, Mordecai, was not like, oh, I'm trying to pimp out my niece here. Yeah. But um, it was more of our people are in danger. Yeah. They were, the Jews were hated during this time. Yes. 
And so he wants her to go in as an advocate for her people. So he's hoping she'll get chosen yes. and then she'll have the ability to be close enough with the king. Yeah. The other thing is that she hides the fact that she's Jewish. Yes, she does. Because if he knew that she was Jewish, she would not have been chosen. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so she actually is chosen. We did learn that she is chosen. Yes. Um, and then there's the plot. There's a, the the subplot of, um, what was his name, Shanna? Heyman? Heyman. Heyman. Yeah. Heyman is plotting against the Jews. And um, and Esther, uh, Mordecai calls upon Esther to, to speak to the king. Which I mm-hmm. love this part because I, I guess even though the king is your husband, you can't usually, what, I think you, you can't just go see him. He has to summon you. He has you. to call has you. To call yes. You. Yes. So, um for her to go and 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 ask to speak to him was brave on her part you know because he yes he could have he could have easily just had her killed for an act yes, like that yes yes uh, but i if i'm not mistaken shanna i think they prayed about that right before she went or they fasted like she like the i was it was that um am i mixing that up but no i think you're right and i think mordecai was also this entire time he at one point is like dressed in like sackcloth and ashes like yes. he is diligently praying and fasting yeah. uh for their people for her safety yes because yes. this is what she's what she's requesting is like you yeah. said is you know she could be killed for doing that but she does get his heir. The, the king does let her come and speak to him. And um, and what did she do? She spoke. She, yeah, uh, and he, he, has, he tells her, you know, actually she asks, can we throw a banquet, I think is what happens. Yep. And then at the banquet, he says, you can have anything up into half of my kingdom. Mm. And like, he's willing to give her anything. And I think he must have really liked her. because. Yes. For that. He didn't get angry when she just came to him yeah. out of nowhere and asked yep. to throw a banquet. Yeah. And then he says, yeah, we'll throw a banquet. And then at the banquet, he's willing to give her half of his kingdom, yes. which she was a woman. So yes. it's very interesting. Yes. And she's like, I don't want any of that. I just don't want you to kill my people. And he yes. looks at her like, what are you talking <laughs> yes. about? And then she's like, oh, I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's the great reveal. And he's horrified at what's going on and realizes um that you know this can't this can't go on and so she's able to actually save her people yes and so even though that marriage like it like um as as you brought up before it wasn't it the theme is marriage it wasn't a marriage of love right yeah it was not but it was it, and it was a marriage of i guess you would say like con- duty maybe duty to your people to your people yeah yeah because she didn't yeah. have the option to say no um mordecai i want to wait for the man i really love <laughs> yeah you but know? yeah she had yeah. to marry him because she had to marry into that position she yeah. needed the position she needed the power yes and that's what we see in our book that we're reading also position is so much it's not not just money but it's also what your situation and position in society is yes and we see that with esther she you know not for her own self wanted these things but for the sake of her people she needed this yes and And she did and she she stepped uh, up and she did it she did it she did it and so we saw that we know from the story that it did work out because the the plot that um Haman had for mordecai was actually turned against him and his family 
And I think they were able to command an army to go and fight for the Jews. I think that's how the book of Esther ends. I um, think you're right. That they, they were able to, and the Jews won that war with the help of um, whatever country that they were from, but whatever that Esther was um, married into. But I, I do admire her because it does take, she was young, you know, I'm assuming yep. she was young. Yep. Um, and, you know, she, she, like you said, duty is the word. She did her duty for her people, you know, and she trusted her uncle, you yep. know, um, which makes me think about something that we're, that we'll talk about when we get to, um, when we start talking about Mansfield Park, but you know, the, that, that older person that's guiding you. You know, mm -hmm. nowadays, sometimes, you know, uh, people don't always want to take the advice of their parents because, you know, oh, you might be an old fuddy-duddy or you just don't know. But, you know, that was very yeah. important in the past that you would look to your your family, you know, to yeah. guide you in your, mar your marriage decisions or, you know. And I think that's, um, we see that with Esther. There was no questioning of it. And then who is, and then do you want to tell um, Jezebel and Ahab? Oh, yeah. So one? Jezebel and Ahab. I kind of wanted to pick a villainous couple because I feel like they don't get a lot of attention. I mean, we hear Jezebel. I think that term is actually still used today. Like, oh, yeah. she's a Jezebel. Yes. Um, maybe not. Maybe just I do. Yeah. I mean, uh, like we in my circle. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but. Uh, during the time of Ahab's reign, he has a strong army and he's conquering and he's taking over. And Jezebel's people reach out to make an agreement to be like, let's be on the same side. Don't attack us. We won't attack you. Yeah. And during that time, it wasn't so simple to just be like, oh, handshake and that's enough. You actually would usually send your daughter to marry yes. the other um, and there's many stories like that in the oh Bible. My yeah. And in you history, know, you know. And in history. And in, well, the Bible is history, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. After Christ, also. Right. That's how people avoided wars or made yeah. peace treaties. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they they marry out of. It's a, more of like an agreement. Yeah. She was. And they become, you know, now they are one people, I guess, also to signify we're family. Yes. Uh, to kind of help you from attacking yeah and, and so, they ended up being an awful couple and doing terrible things yes they so were, it, was, it was a terrible match <laughs> it was a very but, terrible match but also think of it from her position she was like a bartering tool it wasn't she loved this man yeah she was forced to marry him for the safety of her people yeah. um to have that agreement because her people were afraid of ahab's power yeah and so but she didn't use but, her power like for good, like how Jezebel no. did, you know, like um, to, you know, to have peace, you know, or, or something. Oh, yeah. She yes. was definitely no Queen no. Esther. No. She, she, I think Ahab was evil, but she just added, I think she took his evil to a whole new level. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and she got her, her due with, um, with her evilness, but and she brought in all her pagan gods and, you know, spreading Baal worship. Yes. That became her goal. She wanted everyone to worship Baal. And yeah. that became such an issue during her time. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like it's like women marrying for that position and 
that important role, but you could see the different paths that Esther took and you could see yes. versus, um, versus Jezebel. And actually when we read, as we're, as we're reading through Mansfield Park, you can see that decisions that are made, you know, doing things that are right or choosing, doing things that are right versus, um, you know, what, what you versus power or money or wealth or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So we actually see that. And actually, um, uh, when we when we get there's a part I don't remember where it is but when we start talking about Mansfield's Park there was a part in there that reminded me of Jane Eyre but I hope I wrote that down <laughs> so I don't forget That's that so but but we could see like with these two women you know you know how you can how marriage was used right and how they in that marriage what they did with it because if you if you remember in Mansfield Park they mentioned um they mentioned uh what was her name uh maria uh mariah um because now she because mariah married mr rushworth but afterwards you know it was all about you know setting up her new home and you know it was just yeah really they you know they didn't come to see the parents anymore it was it was yeah. not a you know um, it was just really a marriage of just about them you know it wasn't about doing anything good with that uh so it's, and it's interesting too during that time if if somebody marries beneath them it brings the whole family down yeah. which is very interesting like you know it can affect others and then if you marry up yeah. it also affects others if you have married into a better family it gives better prospect to other siblings in the family very so it's true. very interesting the way that marriage works and it's been interesting because i actually do see that a lot in the bible where it does um, even with Jezebel, like it brought safety. It was up for the whole family. It benefited all of her people. Esther too it was a benefit to all the people. Yes. It wasn't just her marriage. It was like what you know. It was the domino effect of their marriages, of the point and purpose of their marriage. Very true. Very true. And you know, like when you um, there was something that you said that made me think about um, marriages in the Bible, but. I lost that thought too. I'm a, I'll have to come back to that. Um, I can't. I was gonna say one of the things that came to my mind was you know how God did not want them to, did not want the Israelites to marry outside of their, outside of their tribes. You know, like they yeah. had to marry to keep the bloodline pure. To keep yeah. the bloodline pure, and also you, we saw that when they did marry outside of their their tribes you know those marriages did not work you know there's right. um <laughs> samson yeah <laughs> it's one of them but there was some that wasn't my point i can't remember what it was um but it was something to do with the marriage with marriages but i'll have but yeah it also on. brought in you know other gods other religion pulled them away from their beliefs yes um you have all that going on as well and actually in in the in Mansfield Park, you see that in a relationship where Fanny worries about her cousin because if he chooses the wrong woman, you know, it could yeah. change what his morals and principles are. So, and it's interesting because that that was the same in the Bible too. Like when you look at the various marriage, like marriage was, I guess, the whole theme of marriage. You could see is very important in the Bible. And I yeah. think Shanna, you had you had mentioned. Um, the relationship of Christ and the church as a marriage, you know, like yeah. even God uses, um, 
that yeah he refers to us as his bride as his you bride know? yeah and like just she's the how, bridegroom yeah yes that that union is important you know that union of marriage and i love that um that it's um i can't think of her name jane austen you know like she covers that theme a lot because yeah. you could just see how marriage is just so important and i find it interesting because jesus sees us he desires us he loves us yeah. But we have no power, no position, nothing, nothing to offer him, you yeah. know, yes. to marry us is to downgrade himself. Yeah. We are the only ones that gain from this. And uh, that's that was one of the reasons I had mentioned it was just because I'm like reading this. It does make me see that it's like yeah. we are the only ones that are benefiting from this relationship. It's yeah. for him. He's taking a step down. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It, yeah, you're absolutely right. All right. So um, should we move over to Mansfield Park? Oh, I am ready if you are ready. Okay, good. <laughs> so we, 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 we covered, a, we were reading a few chapters. We did chapters 21 to 31. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see in, we see, well, last week we left off where Mr. Crawford um, decides to leave. I guess we can call him Henry now, because uh, I noticed that now we, the book kind of refers to him as, as Henry also now. Before it was Mr. Okay. Crawford now, it's yeah. Henry Crawford. But um, I, you know, I, I, the character that I'm really liking that's changed, like if you were to write how they, a character that has changed from, from when the story began to um, as the story's progressing, is Sir Thomas. I love that in chapter 21, he was so, he... You know, he gave Mar- Mariah a chance to call off the wedding. You, you know? finally do get to see what kind of a father he is. Yes. I think that's interesting. He seems so distant. Nobody likes him. Yes. And how he's just like this, I don't know. This figure that's Like there kind that, of cold father. Right. Yeah. And nobody cares that he's gone away for a but year. But he recognizes that she does not love this man. Yes. She, he recognizes how silly this man is. And he just is like. I know it's good, like a good connection. A good match, yes. Yeah, but will she be happy long term? And he does speak to her. And one of the things that I thought was interesting was if she had said, I can't go through with it, it would have brought a little embarrassment to the family because it had been announced that, you know, this was the intention, this is where they were going. He would have had to swallowed all that and told everyone, oh, it's we're not going through with it. And that would have been difficult. But he wanted to put his daughter's happiness before all that. And I was actually really surprised. Yes, I was too. I was like, wow, he has changed a lot. But then we see Mariah. Mariah has not changed. Because Mariah is upset. She's going to do it out of spite. Out of spite. I will marry him. Yes. And I hope I break Henry Crawford's heart doing it. Like, oh, that's a good reason to get married. (laughs) To break someone else's heart. Mm, Good idea. And then she also, it also said she wanted her independence from her father. You know? Yes. um, She couldn't wait to get away. Right. She hated her house. She hated the restraint. She just, uh, you know, she just wanted to get away from her family. So she's marrying not just for wealth and money, but, you know, just to get away. To escape. To escape her home, her family, um, and to, for revenge to Mr. Crawford. So. Yeah. I thought that's that's kind of what stood out to me for uh, 
for chapter um, 21. Although she has, and she has contempt for this man. She doesn't even like Mr. Rushworth, but no. she's still, um, she's still trying to marry him. You know yeah. what, what I thought was funny, Shannon, when it was talk, when, when um, we see them talk, you know, Jane takes us through the, the marriage and <laughs> Mrs. Bertham, she has not changed at all. You know, she thought that she was going to be the one to cry, you know, but she was all calm and very surprised that she was calm because she thought she was going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's Sir Thomas, that's actually the one that's kind of anxious for his daughter, you know, yeah. he's the one that, that, and Mrs. Norris, of course, she takes credit for the union, like, oh, you know, it's oh, yeah. because of me that they're together. And so. She takes credit for everything. So she, annoying. oh my goodness, she is a character that I just cannot like. <laughs> I feel like you need her, though. She's such, like, I don't know, like, she's annoying, but, mm-hmm. like, she definitely adds to the story because it's yeah. like, oh, here she comes again. What is she going to say? <laughs> well, you know what? It kind of, I think she, she does. I think you're absolutely right that you, you couldn't have a story without a Mrs. Norris because there were many Mrs. Norrises and that's yeah. how, you know, um, how society was. She was yeah. a, 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 you know, a representation of those people in society that felt that way. Like, you know, yeah. to carry on that tradition and, uh, you know, the snooty nose and, you know, um, just, you know. I don't know, whatever her bad behavior is, she, she, there were many people who, who were like that. So I don't think yep. Jane was pulling yep. her. It didn't, it didn't, it probably was not hard to write her because she probably experienced a lot of Mrs. Norris's in her life. I'm sure. Yeah. Cause you kind of meet Mrs. Norris in some of her other books too. Not that it's named Mrs. Norris, but yes. you kind of get similar characters to that. So you kind of feel like this was very typical of that time period. Yes. Yes. And so, but man, I can't. Whenever she comes in and she starts yep. to take, I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's a great antagonist. <laughs> so that was going on in chapter 21. Um, and then chapter 22, we have, um, you know, Julia. Julia's gone, right? Yeah. Um, with Mariah, right? Yeah. Because I guess now, you know, it's... Um... So Miss Crawford only has Fanny for her amusement. Yes! And so that's interesting. Isn't that it? Yes, because, like, she calls upon her for to, yep. to kind of hang out together. and. <laughs> uh, nothing was weirder than their conversation in the garden. Fanny's, like, going on and on about nature and its beauty and... And and Miss Crawford is like, oh, I really have nothing to say on the subject, and you're just like, oh, get a personality, lady. Like, and, and they're feel out, something, think out something. in the garden, you know. Yeah. So it's like, just look around, look around. Yeah, I know. It was <laughs> so funny. She's uh, in a different world. Yeah, she just all she can think about is like men and marriage and money like she doesn't think about anything else like fanny is simpler she just appreciates what's in front of her she enjoys beauty yes um there's just more substance to who she is yeah and you just see the shallowness of miss crawford when the two of them are together you just realize ah yeah she's not the right person for edmund and and actually they were talking about you know in in there they were talking about wealth and, um, you know, she's kind of all the things that she's saying about, you know, wealth and honor, you know, it's, it's like a contrast to what Edmund, what she thinks Edmund's life is going to be if he goes yeah. in to be a clergy. But yet yeah. this is the man that she, you know, that she supposedly loves, but, she, yeah. you know, she does not. 
and uh, it, I, it, it was interesting to to just you know see their friendship. I don't even know would you say. I think Fanny Fanny liked the company because her her cousins were gone. I think Edmund had went away, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, nobody was there. No one was there, so yeah. it's like I think she enjoyed the company of. Um, I mean, it's either oh, that or she's hanging out with Lady Bertram and Mrs. Norris. So, like, honestly, yeah. anything's a break from the two of them. And that chapter 22 was also the when Mrs. Uh, when the Grants invite her over for dinner. Yes, and Mrs. And Mrs. <sighs> Norris is horrible to you. Why do they want Fanny? Oh, if her cousins were here, then they wouldn't have asked her. Oh, they're only asking her because they have nobody else. And they're... <laughs> on and on oh you'll walk it yeah you're not getting a carriage like, oh my goodness and then and but then um sir thomas i think it was sir thomas or yeah. the grants had offered her the carriage already and she's feeling bad about this like you know yeah she she buys i don't know do you think she buys into i mrs. think she's been beaten down so many times by mrs norris that she does believe to some extent i am not worthy i don't deserve it i mean yeah. enough times being told that especially from a young child upward, I think you're going to start feeling like that is true. Yeah, that I am is, not yeah. as worthy as my cousins. I don't deserve as much as they have. Yeah. And it, it's, oh, so you, again, my hatred of Mrs. Oh, excuse me, my strong dislike. <laughs> not supposed to hate. <laughs> but she makes it hard to love, man. <laughs> And so in like chapter 23, we have Mr. Crawford um, returns. Yeah. He, Ah. well, he, he makes it, he makes it his job now that he's back to have Fanny's heart broken. And that just bothered me so much. What a conceited man. He goes to his sister and says, oh, I think I'll make Fanny fall in love with me. And she's yes. just like, oh, don't hurt Fanny. Like, she's so sweet. Yes. And he's just like, no, I, I need, like, she's my next conquest. Like, yes. this is it. And that's, and that's like, it gives such a bad taste in your mouth for this man. You're just like, he's all about the chase. Yes. And he's made up his mind that he's going to conquer this woman. It's like. Because uh, it's like, he, I guess, I think he, I thought in the beginning, like, he felt like, well, I'm not going to end up with her. Kind of like with Mariah. Like he wasn't going, he knew that yeah. she was engaged so I can mess around with her because we're not going to end up together. And I think he felt nothing for Fanny. So he thought, oh, I'm safe. Like my heart yes. isn't in this. So it's a yes. safe thing. It'll all be on her side. And so he spends so much time like whining and dining her. But Fanny is the best. She is on move. She does not like him. No. And she d- barely speaks two words to him. He tries so hard so for conversation. Hard. Yes. And she gives him nothing. And yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I, I, I like Fanny. Like Fanny may not say much, but when she does, when her, when she does say something, it's usually she's always in defense of what is not right. Yeah, you know, like she's like the she's the strong in compass. character. She's yeah. so strong in character. She's quiet, but yeah. it's not because she's this passive, meek little thing. No. You know, she just would rather listen and observe. That's her personality. But when push comes to shove, she's not going to be trampled over. She'll stand up for what she believes is right, and which is so I, interesting because so you- admirable. Me too. Like I, I, it's interesting because she grew up in the Bertram's household, and you know we know her cousins are not like that. But somehow she still kept who she was. You know, yeah. um, even though she she was surrounded by that household. But maybe Mrs. Morris always 
you know, um, reminding her or putting her in her place, maybe that helps her to, to just keep who she was, you know, maybe. the type of person that she was. But we see that um, Fanny's invited to dinner with the Grants. Um, Henry and Edmund is now back also, and Miss yes. Crawford. Um, and Fanny speaks up when Henry talks about the wonderful, Hen- um, sorry, Henry. Henry is Mr. Crawford. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about the wonderful time that they had in putting the play together. Oh, and yeah. and Fanny was like, no, that was very upsetting to Mr. Sir Thomas. It's like, yep. it was not a wonderful time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love Fanny. Yeah. Because she says, he's like, you know, he's just trying to make it sound like, oh, this is, you know, this was a great thing that we were doing and, you know, trying to put a spin on it on the time that Sir Thomas did not think was good. And Fanny's and not afraid to And she was also it. upset because... She saw that's when he was playing with Mariah's emotions too. Yeah, I think exactly. that was also like what she what he did to her cousin was extremely disturbing to her. She was like, "How dare you?" How dare and you. then to reflect on it so lightly, like it wasn't a big deal, it disgusted her. Yes, it yes. made her dislike him even more. And she spoke up about it, you know. Yeah, because he couldn't even say anything. Um, what I thought was interesting, Shanna, but I'm not sure if it. Um, if it was bad manners or not, because um, Henry, Mr. Crawford, he mentioned Edmund has like a good salary being a second son. And like he mentions what his salary is. Was that proper? Because he's like, I, I think he's like, he makes 700 pounds a year or something like everybody that. Everybody seems to talk about like how much money everybody makes. I don't know. Is that normal? Is I wasn't sure about saying? that. Yeah, because he was like, but oh, it does seem like son. everyone knows how much everyone makes, though. It does seem that way. Like cause okay. people talk about it. And even in some of her other books uh, that uh, Jane Austen has written, she talks about, she talks about how much salary. money. Yeah. So I was um, like, you could see where he was, you know, that he even he has thought about it. Um, you know, that the fact that he's mentioning that that's good money for a second son, you know, because yeah. it's like usually I guess the second son doesn't have as much money because the first son inherits it all. But um, right. I thought that was a very interesting dinner. <laughs> and it was interesting, too, because Miss Crawford comments. She's like, oh, that's easy for you to say good money. You could never live on that type of salary. Actually, and like she's she annoyed does. that he's even saying that's good money because <laughs> she's just like, if I married him, that'd be my that'd money. Be, like, that'd you be know? my salary. And I don't think yeah. that it's good. <laughs> yeah. No, we could not live on that. <laughs> Oh, she does not hide what she believes. No, uh, she when was it comes annoyed. To marriage yep. and wealth. <laughs> yeah. And then in chapter twenty-four, we have um, Mr. Crawf- Mr. Crawford declares um, to his sister that he wants to pursue Fanny. Right. So we talked about mm-hmm. that. Oh, did um, I skip ahead? I'm sorry. No, that's that just fine, that's really fine. bothered me. <laughs> no, that's fine. And then um, William comes to visit. Oh, Fanny. I love that. I love that his love little brother is there. Yes. She has no like blood family. I mean, her cousins are. I meant like yes. immediate, like yes. her, like her siblings. There's no relationship. Her parents, yes. no relationship. So it's just like, and and they share a childhood together. They have memories that nobody else write. shares. Yeah. So it's and they just, write to each other. Yeah. So it's just such a sweet relationship. And I love that. You see that they're so like obsessed with each other, which is so cute. 
Yeah. And you know, it was funny because it was like um, Henry, now Henry, Mr. Crawford is trying to impress Fanny. So he's like reading up all about, you know, the naval, um, yeah. you know, like the Navy and trying to get. He realizes <laughs> the way to her heart is through her brother. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, he wants to, he wants to be the one to break the news that her brother is coming, but she yeah. had already found out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so he was kind of disappointed that he wasn't the one to tell her that her beloved brother you know, is coming, yeah. but he tries yeah. to impress her with that. Oh yeah. Um, and the thing is, Henry actually really likes William. Yeah. Uh, to the point where they were hanging out and he even lends him his horse while he's visiting. Yeah. So, but we know that he has, um, ulterior motives, ulterior yeah. motives. Yeah. yeah with for that. sure. Um, but you know, when Henry was, when Henry was, I'm sorry, when William at dinner, when he was talking about like his experiences you know, on the Navy, it was interesting that Henry was kind of like jealous. Jewish. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. Did you catch that? He realized, like, what have I done with my life? My like, life, yes. Like, William has I... all these heroic stories and, like, you know, just things that have happened to him. And Henry's just like, I'm a spoiled rich boy. Like, <laughs> exactly. you know? And I wanted to say, yes, Henry, you are. Yeah. <laughs> But it did, that feeling didn't last long enough. He really needed to hold on to that and be like, let me do yeah. something with my life. But no, I think no. after that dinner, it just went out of his mind. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> so I was, I, I, I thought that was interesting because I think, do we, do, do you get the idea that William is 20? Like is Fanny 18 and William is 20? Oh, that makes sense. I don't really know what I thought. I was, no, I was, I mean, I'm trying to figure out their age. Like is William older than... Miss then Mr. Crawford? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember what their ages were, but I don't I, I get the feeling like he's like like William being twenty has accomplished a lot where Mr Mr. Crawford or Henry um is a little has bit it. older but has not accomplished as much as Henry. Yeah, I know that Henry is young because his sister does mention something about um later on oh it'll be good for him to marry young so okay. he's not too old but i don't know marriage age. yeah like yeah. so i'm assuming he's still in his 20s somewhere yeah, yeah um i don't really know what the typical age though for men like i know women got married young but i don't know what age men typically got married back then so yeah yeah so that was 20 chapter 24 and then in chapter 25 we have the grants and the bertrams having dinner together because this was their first time you remember, Mr. Um, Sir Thomas was always like a little, you know, standoffish with the Grants, but yeah, um, they actually have, they actually have dinner, and this was where the first time that we noticed that Sir Thomas notices Henry's attention to Fanny, like he's noticing that Henry likes, yeah, him, yeah, you know? and he um, thinks, oh, this will be a good match for Fanny. Yeah, he's starting to think that, you know, because, yeah. of course, Henry's putting on his best behavior. Yeah. And they don't know all the things that Henry has done, especially to Mariah. Um, so uh, he he is. And again, it, and again, I, it's a character where you see Sir Thomas, the fact that he even noticed Fanny, like, you know, Miss yeah. Bertram, she doesn't notice anything. Yeah. And Mrs. Norris notices too much negative things. Yeah. You know? So to, to see Mr. To see Sir Thomas just kind of um, looking at Fanny, you know, as a person, like a real, yeah. like she's a real girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, I, I'm really starting to like Sir Thomas. But anyway, Henry talks about the property Thor and Lacey 
Oh, that's yes. in that chapter. Yes. Right? That's where Edmund is going so to. So that's going to be yeah, Edmund's home. And he's like, you could really make this property into something beautiful. Yes. And I, you kind of get the feeling that Miss Crawford is hopeful of like, oh, maybe he will do this. Maybe it'll be worth it because we'll have this beautiful home. And yes. But then Edmund quickly dashes everybody's hopes and dreams by saying, I have no intention of doing any of that. And that seems like a waste of my time. The house is perfectly fine the way it is. <laughs> and, and that he wouldn't have the budget to do that. Because yeah. I remember like Miss um, Crawford or Mary, her name is, um, she's like, oh, you know, you would because he remember, um, I think it was Henry who was who was invited to Surther, Sotheby yeah. when when Miss when Mr. Rush Mr. Rushmore's house and he was giving him design ideas so yeah. she's like oh you know uh, Miss Crawford yeah. is like oh Henry you know you can give you know yeah Edmund she's and- so excited <laughs> about this like yeah. you start feeling like okay she's still considering Edmund even yeah. with everything else but she's trying to picture her life but Edmund really uh, ruined it because he yeah. was like, no, that's not going to happen. Exactly. Not my budget. No, I, don't, I don't have yeah. it. <laughs> I don't have like, it. I'm gonna be, and he was like, I'm not, what did he say? I'm not just like going to preach on Sundays. Like he wants to be in with the people and be a part of the community. So like he has goals for what he's going to do once he's a pastor. <laughs> yes. And you know, it was funny. There was two scenes from that chapter. Um, that that stood out and that was like uh when mary had suggested that henry help edmund you know fix up uh, the house um it brings up bad memories for fanny because fanny remembers all that went on but then did you notice like henry kind of whispers to her like oh i've changed you know like yeah yeah tell her that i've changed but Anyway, the the other part, I don't know if, if this was something that you saw or liked, but do you remember the end when they were leaving and um, Edmund is about to put the shawl on oh, um, yes. Fanny, but then who swoops in? Ed, yeah, uh, no, no, Edmund is about to put the shawl on Fanny, yeah. but then Henry comes in yeah, and yeah. puts the shawl on her. Yeah. And she was so disappointed because she yep. wanted Henry to be the one. I was like, and I wanted Henry to be the one. <laughs> it's like, you mean get Edmund. away from her. Edmund, Edmund, yeah. Edmund yes. <laughs> yeah. And then um, William talks about, let's, you know, a dance. Let's, uh, you know, can you dance? And then this is where they start talking. Yeah, about and he wants dance. to see Fanny dance. Oh, I've never seen you dance. Yes. And then Sir Thomas, who's so gracious. And it's funny because uh, Mrs. Norris is like, oh, we can't because the girls aren't here. Oh, too bad, I guess, you know. And <laughs> Sir Thomas is like, well, just because they're not here, their cousins can enjoy it. We'll throw yes! it in honor of them. I and love it's like, that. Oh. Again, he, again yep. Sir Thomas comes out and, you yep. know, do something nice for Fanny. I thought yeah. that was really, that was really beautiful to hold yep. a ball for her, yep. you know. And she's never... Um, had that done for her yeah so she is uh she's excited um do you want to talk about the chain oh yeah the whole drama so her brother william um fanny's brother william buys her a beautiful cross and so they're getting dressed up for the ball and she wants to wear it but he couldn't afford to buy the chain because all he could afford was just the pendant. Yep. So she doesn't know what to do. All she has is ribbon, and she's like, it's just not going to look right on a ribbon. So she decides to ask Miss Crawford if she could borrow a chain just so she could wear it for that night. Yes. And Miss Crawford, who has more stuff, I guess, has 
a, a generous heart and she's like yep. oh pick anything you want you can have it yeah and so fanny picks one and it turns out to be a present that henry had given his sister yep and so now Fanny's like, oh, I can't take she's, this. I can't. She's this like, is your no. brother's gift. Yeah. You know? Like he'll be so upset if you give it away because she's picturing her relationship with William. Absolutely. And like if she had done that, it would crush William. Yes. But their relationship is so different. And she's like, oh, he's always bringing me trinkets of this and sort and the other. And like, you know, it won't matter. And then. And then wait, she Shanna, she makes she, she makes kind of like comments of like oh Henry will be pleased to see it around your neck you yes. know he's never seen such a beautiful neck and if he knew your neck existed <laughs> when he bought it he would have bought it for your neck like she oh, goes on and on and Fanny did. is just like what are you talking about right she's now mortified she's, she's that so makes her she's not so clueless <laughs> she does not realize that everything Henry's been doing is because he's interested or or pretending to be interested in her she has not caught on to that which no. is so funny and you realize it in this moment that she's like completely confused yeah and now she has this chain that she's like feeling stressed about wearing because she's like he's gonna think this means something i'm wearing his chain and yes. like it's gonna be a whole issue yes um <laughs> but then she gets back to her room and who's there who's but there edmund and he knew she needed a chain and he'd been he had ordered it and it took forever to get there and it finally arrived and it's the perfect chain and she it just loves fits it perfectly it's yeah. plain and it yeah. fits perfectly and i love that exactly <laughs> and now she's so upset because she has this chain from miss crawford yeah. and she doesn't want it and so she asks edmund well can i give it back to her and he's like oh you can't give no. it back that's no. so rude yeah you know and he's like no you must wear it now and yeah. she's so upset because she doesn't want to wear it no and then she goes to put the pendant on, and it doesn't fit. And yes. so she gets to wear Edmund's chain. But I she she what she wears Miss Crawford's chain also because she doesn't want to hurt her feelings. So she wears yeah. both the chains. But yes. the yeah. pendant goes on Edmund's chain. Of course, and because it fit. And notice how Jane Austen made it fit perfectly. The, yeah. the plain one, you yeah. know, from Edmund fit perfectly. So I love uh, Were you so annoyed that. with Lady Bertram? She sends her maid to help Fanny get dressed and then talks about it forever because the maid came when fanny was already dressed yeah because she sent her too late <laughs> oh, I mean, it too was, late you know fanny was like oh it's the thought that counts she was very happy that her aunt thought of her and thought to send her somebody to help her dress but yeah but it's like the party starts at eight and you're sending someone at five minutes to eight it's yeah like... <laughs> it was it was so silly and then every time somebody's like oh fanny looks good she's like oh it's because i sent my maid to help her dress like every time <laughs> And you just want to punch her and be like, no, lady. It's because Fanny's pretty now. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that I, um, this was the chapter. Uh, and the only reason I know this, I, this time I took notes, Shanna. I'm like, I'm taking you did notes. good. You were on it. <laughs> um, but in this chapter, you remember when um, Henry, I'm sorry, uh, Edmund was talking to Fanny. And he said, um, I... He said, he said something like, uh, my two favorite um, yeah. people in the world. Yeah. And that's when Fanny realized that he he's going to marry her. Miss like, he Crawford. loves her, and yeah. he's going to marry her. And yeah. she was so devastated. But, Shanna, that was the chapter that made me think of Jane Eyre. Because she was like, 
she could accept it if Miss Crawford was like, you know, worthy of him. Like, you know, right. like if she was, right. if she was the the right person for him, yeah. you know, and it kind she of reminds me, remember when not... Mr. Richard, Mr. Rochester was yeah, going was to marry, marry Miss Ingram. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. And Jane was like, I would, she would, it would be more acceptable if she knew that Miss Ingram was a good match for yeah. So it made me think about that with them. Yeah, like, no, that's so she's true. like, she's like, if all if I if if I thought that she was a good match, then you know it would still hurt. But but, it, but she could accept it. But it's like, yeah. oh, you should meet Jane Eyre. Yeah, <laughs> she went through there. the same thing. <laughs> hanging there had ended well for her. <laughs> and it's funny because Fanny thinks about all of Miss Crawford's flaws. Yeah, and then she thinks about how. Um, Edmund had once seen all her flaws and she's like, now he doesn't recognize them anymore. And, you know, it's like that love that blinds you. Yes. But you really wonder like, how long is that going to last for? Yes, absolutely. And we, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So now in chapter 28, um, Fanny gets introduced. She says she's like, you know, she gets introduced at the ball because it's yeah, ball it's is for society. Yes. Yeah. She has to do the first dance, which is like torture for her because she, she, she did it with being the center of attention. Yes. But it was with Henry, right? Like she did the dance with Henry, not I, not Edmund, right? Yeah, because Edmund asked for the first two dances with Miss Crawford. Oh, so she gets yes. stuck with Henry. Yes. She and of does. course, Henry makes a comment about the chain around her neck. He's like, oh. <laughs> see you wearing my necklace or something I don't know he made a comment and she was so upset and then and remember and um Miss Crawford asked Fanny about the chain and she explained that you know her that it didn't fit you know so she's um, like oh of course Edmund would have thought of that yes did you catch that like because she it's told just him. like him <laughs> it's just like Edmund <laughs> except for oh sister. but actually before the dance mm-hmm. Edmund has goes to Miss Crawford's and asks for the first two dances and she says to him you may have them but it'll be the last yes, time we yes. ever dance yes if you that, become a clergyman yeah oh, because she is i will so never wicked. dance with a clergyman <laughs> yes. yeah oh my goodness oh, so, that just oh. rips your heart out like how could you be so cruel she exactly. actually loves him but she says these words but i guess she had to because she couldn't lead him on if she wasn't gonna marry him yeah well i think she's trying to manipulate him and, and thinking that you know well if i keep saying these things maybe, maybe he'll, he'll walk away yeah, yeah. not yet <laughs> no so then here in chapter 29 um we see that fanny is sad to see william go because william's got an assignment um and edmund's gone away too mm-hmm. i think both william and edmund leaves uh and henry leaves too yeah. and henry leaves too i think i'm missing something because isn't is is this wait no that's not the chapter okay so in 29 um William is, you know, Fanny says to see him go and Edmund, Edmund goes too, and Mary misses him. You know, she said what she said, her evilness, yeah. but she does miss him. At the dance, they have a fight too. They walk away from each other, like just being done with each other. So you don't really know what happened at the dance, but they had an argument. Yes. And then also after, after all of this, after Edmund has gone, she and Fanny 
Miss um, Crawford and Fanny goes for a walk, and you know, like she's trying to ask. Yeah. Oh, you know, did you hear him. from Edmund? Did yes. he write you? Yes. What did he say? Is he getting married to these people? <laughs> Apparently, he's staying with some family. Oh, of course, that they're going to get married. Three daughters. Yeah. Three what daughters. do you think about it? Do you think about them? And she's like, I don't think he's going to marry anyone. <laughs> <laughs> She does say that. Yep. <laughs> and actually, that makes Miss um, Crawford feels a little better about yeah, that, Yeah, she's like, oh, good. He can die alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then in, in Chapter 30, um, I'm looking at the time, but just uh, for the sake of time, in Chapter 30, Henry tells Mary he's going to marry um, Fanny. Yes, which is such a shock. He comes back and he's like, I'm in love with her. How do you not know? And it's like... But you know what's interesting is she's the first woman yeah. that just doesn't fall for him, dote on I, him, obsess over him. I think that's why he thinks that's, he's in love. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because he's never experienced that before. No. So he thinks this is love. Yes. Yes. And it's, and, and, because <laughs> I really do think at this point he does think he's in love. Oh, I do. Th- I think yeah. so too. Yes. He, and you know, even when. You know, Miss Crawford says, well, when you finally fall out of love, you know, you're a good enough man that you'll treat her well and she'll live, you know, comfortably. And he's like, oh, how could I ever fall out of love with Fanny? She's the most wonderful thing in all the world. But look at their idea of marriage. Oh, when you fall out of love, you know, like this is just, that's just boundless, you know, that's just going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, um. And I think also what he's attracted to is Fanny's character. Like, the way how he describes her is yeah. everything that he's not, you know? Because like, even when loves- Miss Crawford says, like, oh, what are the cousins going to think? And he's like, maybe they'll learn a lesson, yeah. you know, from he's, from Fanny. Yes, but he's the way how he described her, I, I, I wish I could find where I highlighted, but... You know, it was all about her uprightness, her character, yeah, you know, yeah. all these things that he's not and his sister's yeah. not and those around yeah. him that's not. But that's yeah. the thing that he falls in so love with. It's her. a breath of fresh air who yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's definite things. He sees her for who she is. He yeah. doesn't have this idea of her. He definitely sees her. But you kind of wonder with a guy like that, how long would those feelings last once Absolutely. she actually falls for him, once she actually loves him, or even if she just grows to love him, will yes. that diminish be how he, f- yeah, you yeah. know, and then he'll be, he'll need the next, you know, chase. Exactly. Cause it's like now once she does fall in love, then she'll be like all the other girls swooning over him and, you yeah. know, um, probably, you know, um, uh, giving him the attention that he's yep. used to. And then yep. now, then she'd be boring like every other yep. girl. So, yeah, uh, he's so cruel. <laughs> and in the last, last chapter that we were reading was chapter 31. Mm-hmm. And that's where Henry tells Fanny that William has been promoted. Yeah. Um, and he was so excited, excited to be able to yes, tell her that. Oh and God. at this point, I think he genuinely likes William. So it's like good news all around. Yes. But, He's and and Fanny is so excited for William, you know, mm-hmm. actually the whole family, you know, even Mrs. Doris yeah. is excited for him, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, um, oh, no, you know what she says? Oh, how young people, how much we do for young people. You yeah, know, like, she takes yeah. she takes credit for Pray every for good thing <laughs> that happens in everybody's lives. It's so annoying. <laughs> But it is a good thing for Henry to be promoted. Yeah. Was he lieutenant or admiral or 
or something. It's, you know, that sets him up, you know, to be yeah. a success and to... And know, at one point, William was talking and he was saying how none of the girls want to dance with him. Yeah. None of the girls yes. take notice of him because of his position. So, yes. you know, even though, like, he, you, you get the feeling he wants to find somebody. He doesn't yes. want to be alone. But... Because he has nothing to offer, he can't find a girl. Yes. So now he's in a position where he'll be able to find somebody because he has more to offer. I, and I love that for him because I, I like his character too. And I'm like, yeah. yes, William. Yeah. <laughs> and Fanny adores her brother and she thinks that's like the most wonderful news. And I guess um, Henry helps this because his uncle, right, is an admiral and yeah. um, he's able to get William promoted. Or yeah, I think that's part of what he was doing when he was away, was meeting with him to kind yes. of, you know, promote William. So that way he could, he wanted to be able to give good news to Fanny. So I think he was trying to set it up so that it worked out. Ah, and that's where we end. Oh my yes. goodness, it's such a bad place yes. to end. Yes, because <laughs> you're just like, you want him to tell to, to tell Fanny what is going on. Like, just yes. tell her what is happening. Yes. And then you want to hear Fanny's shock and horror when he tells. Like, she's going to be like, what? Because there's oh just no goodness. way. So, um, <laughs> what are we doing? 31 to 41? What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, well, that will set the goal for 10 chapters. Because okay. I feel like for time frame wise, to yep. cover 10 chapters is a lot. Okay. But... If, you know, if okay. we both pull a Shanna, then, uh, <laughs> and we finish the book, then, I mean, so <laughs> we'll next have to week do we'll, a little recap. I'm about to say, next week will be either 31 to 41 or the whole book. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how we, that's how we do that, it. That's how we do it over here. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's 48 chapters, so. It's it's such it's not like it's an easy read where like the language isn't but it's it just it it's good. I don't know it draws you in you yes, just really feel you, you feel so invested in these you characters sure that do. you're just like I need to know I did need to know <laughs> <laughs> that's why I did a Shanna but okay so we're gonna do a thirty one to forty one I cannot promise that I'll end at forty one but I will leave the discussion at forty one if yes. if if you don't go ahead. <laughs> Okay. All right. But so. if you go ahead, all's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are, we're going to read 31 to 41 and we're going to see how this story progresses, which I can't wait to see what yep. happens. We'll see and what stories from the Bible that brings to mind and yes. characters or events that kind of remind us of some of the stuff that we're reading in Mansfield Park. Yay, I'm so, so excited. <laughs> All right, I think we're finished, are we? All right, I think so. <laughs> well, we are so glad you joined us. And we hope that you will join us again as we try to stick to our chapter readings, but may or may not. <laughs> yes, yeah, so please keep reading along with us. And I hope you're a speed reader. <laughs> um, but if not, we, are. we will... We will definitely give away some secrets, so. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, we will. Oh, that's Spoiler why. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I was going to say, why is it bad to read ahead? But yes, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, you can't help it. We're like both book lovers here. Yeah, hopefully you are too, so and we'll be in good company. We love good stories. Who can stop? Who can stop? 
<laughs> Not when you're about to get a marriage proposal like that. Exactly. Oh, see, I think you spoil alerted. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like everyone knows it's coming. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's end it here before on I ruin the whole note, book. <laughs> all right, on that note. All right, have a good night. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.